Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I am your host, and today we are going to dive into Air Force, look at what makes them unique on both sides of the ball, the some of the history of the team, a little bit of scheme stuff, and of course how CU matches up. Before we get started today, got to shout out the American Raptors. If you haven't heard of the American Raptors, they are Rugby Town, USA's newest rugby team. The American Raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports, the best thing about hitting up an American Raptors game is they're free. That's right, they're free. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com and grab your free ticket for this upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will be streaming all of them on their website. Go on and check it out. Also check out the weekly DMVR Rugby Podcast. Make sure you check out the DMVR Broncos Draft Pod that I'm on and also TDSP, the Denver Sports Podcast. I will be on that today as well. It's a busy day for me actually, which is why we're knocking out this Buffs podcast pretty early. Hopefully I get this to you guys in time before the Colorado or the Air Force game, I should say. Um, Maybe you're listening it on the bus on the way down to Colorado Springs. And if you are making the trip, I will be down there. I don't know if I'll have much time to hang out with you guys, but I'm going to show up when the bus shows up. Um, we're leaving the bar around 9.30, I think is the, the word, and then, so take the hour drive, add a couple of minutes. Uh, we'll be there at least before 11, a couple hours before kickoff. Um, if you're in the Denver area, I'm sure you already heard or seen the good news. I guess felt the good news is the right way to say this, um, but it's actually bearable outside. We're not under 90 degree heat. We are currently at 55 degrees The weather will possibly play a factor this weekend. We will get to that after we preview Air Force. So let's just jump into it. All right. The first thing I'm going to start off with in terms of Air Force here, we got to mention Troy Calhoun. I mean, he's in his 16th season at Air Force. Um, Before that, he was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach in Houston under Coach Kubiak in 2006. Before that, from 03 to 05, working in Denver. Um, it should be mentioned also that Coach Carl Durrell was working in Denver until 2002. So Troy Calhoun and Coach Durrell, you know, ex- I guess exchanging looks in the hallway in Denver uh, at a certain point. A win against Colorado this weekend would put Troy Calhoun at exactly 60% winning percentage, which is pretty insane when you think about, I mean, how hard it is to stay above 500 in general. But Troy Calhoun is going to make it to 60% if he can win this game. I assume that he'll be at 60% at some point this season, even if he loses to the Buffs this weekend. Air Force is a pretty dang good program, and that's what we're going to get into now. This is a team that hasn't had a losing season since 2018. They went 5-7. and seven. They've only had three losing seasons under Calhoun since he took over, with starting with the 2007 season. They were 10-3 and three last year. Won a share of the Mountain Division, but lost to Utah State head-to-head. Uh, so they lost their spot in the Mountain West Championship game. 
They went to a bowl game, the first responder bowl. They beat Louisville. The score of that game, 31-28 to in favor of the Falcons, giving them their 10th win on the season. Uh, we talked to Troy Calhoun a couple weeks ago at Blake Street Tavern at the Front Range Huddle. Uh, I think I talked about it a bit on this podcast. Uh, really the only thing that means something to this matchup that Coach Calhoun said he lost 29 seniors as graduates and hasn't had anyone added to the team in over two years through the transfer portal. Regardless, this is a very veteran football team. There's experience on both sides of the ball. Every single starter is a junior or senior, and 11 total starters returned from last year. All right, before we get into the tape real quick, I want to talk to you guys about the Breck Brew Hootenanny. Uh, as you all know, Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up, 32 years young. To celebrate, Breck Brew is throwing a weekend-long hootenanny, kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, and games October 8th and 9th at their Little Tin location. They've got national acts like Spin Doctors and local favorites Railroad Earth rocking out. So stay tuned to everything DMVR for hootenanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. We are just under a month away from that. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com. For more details on tickets and artists lineup. Now let's start on the offensive side of the ball with Air Force. Obviously, this is the triple option, but this isn't just you know the boring uh, you know two wings and a fullback with the quarterback behind two tight ends triple option. This is a triple option that can be varied. Uh, it's dangerous in both the passing game and running game. They will run out of some shotgun type of stuff, and then they have a. They'll have receivers that they'll split out wide and in the slot and kind of give them, you know, some type of pass look. Um, but it's going to be a lot of running the football. I don't have to tell you guys that. Hazik Daniels is that quarterback. He's a second year as a full-time starter. Last year, only had a 50% completion, completing 52 passes on 104 attempts. That's only for 1,184 yards, seven touchdowns to three interceptions, but this guy added 154 rush attempts, 734 yards on the ground, and 11 touchdowns. This is a big athletic quarterback. He has a good arm. He's listed around 6'1", 200 pounds. And I got to admit, looking at the tape, I think he looks a bit bigger than that. Um, he's very dynamic. If you go back, and there's not many highlights, but there is a little bit of a video that Air Force posted on YouTube last week after the game. Uh, they played Northern Iowa. And they just came out, you know, showing everything that they had on the first drive, really. Um, what the passing touchdown happened at the end of their first drive. It was 80 yards. And if you haven't seen it, you should probably look it up and just see what CU was getting into in terms of this quarterback here. Um, you know, they dealt with the athletic guys last week in Duggan and Chandler Morris, and they're going to be having to deal with more of the same this week with Zeke Daniels. That touchdown last week was really amazing. I mean, Daniels stepping out to his left looking like he was going to run downfield and then just unleashes a bomb 80 yard touchdown um that's something that you I, I have an article going up on the site today i talked to isaiah lewis also talked to Deion smith earlier in the week um, but as, of course isaiah lewis on the defensive side of the ball talked to him just about the patience needed in this offense uh especially at his position because he's gonna be playing both the run and the pass of course at safety but that pass, and when that actually comes from Air Force, is going to be huge. He's got to be ready. The entire secondary is going to have to be ready um, because they have guys running all over the field. And these passing concepts are actually really creative. 
Um, they were doing some stuff like a, a wheel follow route off of two guys clearing out deep zones off like a fly and a post. Um, and they had this wheel that came open right underneath it. It was a beautiful design. So don't let the triple option fool you guys. This is a team that knows how to throw the ball when they want to, and they can do it very well. Let's move on to, they have their leading rusher returning, Brad Roberts. He's a local kid from the Denver area. Uh, led last year with 299 attempts, 1,356 yards, and had 13 touchdowns. If you're keeping track, that's a 4.5 yards per carry average. Actually, their top six rushers last year all return, including Brandon Lewis, Micah Davis, and Dane Kinneman. Those three guys, a little bit different than most of your uh, top rushers on other football teams. They are also the primary passing targets for Hazik Daniels and Air Force. Dane Kinneman, the guy who caught the 80-yard touchdown last week, he only had 10 catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns last year. Uh, Micah Davis only had 10 receptions, 221 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, both those guys, 10 catches. I think you can do the math on the averages pretty easily. Those are some pretty spectacular averages as a receiver. And then there's Brandon Lewis. He was their leading receiver last year with 21 receptions, 619 yards, and three touchdowns. That is a 29.5 yards per catch average. Just absolutely insane stuff. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to Air Force and the dangers of their passing attack. They can strike at any time, and they don't do it very often. But when they do, man, usually it hits, and it hits pretty hard. Um, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Going back to 2019, this has been a stingy defense. That's They finished around the top 15 in total yards going back to 2019. And in terms of points per game, they've been around the top 20% in that same time span. Uh, the defense does have to replace Corvin Taylor, who was their second leading tackler and leading interception man last year, and also Milton Bug at cornerback. This is a guy that had 10 pass breakups last year. So there was some experience in the secondary for this team in 2021. Still an experienced team that CU is going to be going up against in this season, um, but not having some of those guys, those leaders in the secondary could loom large especially as CU tries to mount some sort of passing attack. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll get into the CU side of things here in a bit. Let's wrap up Air Force. Uh, linebacker Vince Sanford returns four forced fumbles, 17 tackles for losses, and 9.5 sacks last year. So while the secondary is going to have to replace some impact players, Vince Sanford is going to be the man to watch on defense for the Falcons. Um, this is a team, as I mentioned, very experienced. They're well coached. They're not going to make many mistakes. They did have two fumbles last week, as we talked about yesterday, Henry and I. So it's not like this team is completely invincible and just not capable of producing mistakes. They also allowed over 400 yards total. So while, how do I say this? CU is just going to have their hands full on offense because they're going to have to deal with the repercussions of Air Force's offense, of course, in terms of ball control, in terms of time of possession, um, and just mounting drives to give their defense a break. Uh, it's really hard against the triple option to grab the control of the game and keep it out of these triple option teams' hands. If CU is able to do that, it will be in a variety of ways. I think it's going to be run and pass game. Uh, as we saw last week in the first half with Brendan Lewis, 
it can get going, especially the run game for CU. This offense does look to be better just in terms of scheme and just coaching. They know what they're doing this season. So if they are able to mount some drives, maybe we see a lot more JT this week. Who knows? That would be the recipe for success. Um, Before we actually dive into the CU side, let's talk about the weather. The weather is going to be a factor. As I mentioned off the top, it is not unbearably hot in the Denver area anymore. Today it's at 55 degrees, but the forecast tomorrow calls for 58 degrees as the high and a 50% chance of rain. Uh, It looks that at some point tonight it's going to start raining throughout the Denver metro area and then it won't really stop until sometime tomorrow. Uh, Colorado Springs has the same weather information also, so that it's going to be a potential factor. Um, it's not going to be you know downpour, but if there's wind, if there's a lot of rain, it's going to slow down the passing attacks for both sides, which obviously plays into Air Force's favor because Colorado is going to have to counter with the passing game in this matchup. Let's get to the CU side of things. Let's talk about how this offense should attack this team and how they should plan on scoring some points this week. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, I had Henry on. We talked about uh, some of the stuff from the TCU game and previewed a little bit of Air Force. If you didn't hear that, though, um, Coach Carl Durrell was not really looking forward to speaking to us this week in terms of the quarterback. Uh, We had his press conference on Monday. Off the top, he said that they have a plan and that he wasn't planning on sharing that plan at quarterback with the media on Monday. We thought we got availability again on Wednesday. We thought that meant we would possibly get some more clarification on Wednesday. Didn't seem like Darrell was too anxious to talk about the quarterbacks. Uh, we did ask him at the very end if he's going to be playing both quarterbacks, and he said that we should be expecting that. So it's tough to really say exactly what we should be expecting in terms of quarterback this weekend for the Buffs. Um, but I hate to say it, it wouldn't surprise me if we get a lot of the same that we saw last week. If we have Brendan Lewis out there as the starter, maybe we see JT a bit earlier on than we did against TCU. But regardless, Coach Durrell and his staff seem adamant that Brendan Lewis is going to get a shot at starting quarterback. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, with Lewis at quarterback, this offense was able to move on the ground through Lewis's legs. Um, he had some plays in the air. I don't want to say he was necessarily good. Um, because the stat line was still very much the same as it was last year. There were some improvements in his game, but if if CU wants to counter what Air Force is trying to do to them, I think it's got to be through an explosive passing game. And there's no question that JT is the one that gives you the best shot if you're the Colorado Buffs. We'll see if and how much JT plays this weekend. Of course, those wide receivers uh, and Daniel Arias, RJ Sneed, if he's healthy and coming along nicely this week. Uh, Maurice Bell, Montana Lamonius Craig, uh, Chase Penry, we can name them all. I think that's where Colorado has the advantage um, in terms of the size and the speed that they have on the outside. If they could just get Brendan Lewis or JT Shrout to get those guys the ball in space, make some plays downfield, I think that, you know, just in terms of the numbers, 17 and a half um, is how we're going to talk about things real quick. I think that the cover is definitely in play for Colorado, especially if you get the passing game going. The run game is going to be huge, too. I think you do have somewhat of an advantage on the offensive line. I mean, you've got some bigger guys than them, uh, some guys 
Of course, they don't have triple option experience, but this is a pretty veteran offensive line. They, while they were shaky at times last week, the run game in the first half was moving pretty smoothly. And I think I've got confidence in Colorado to get that going against Air Force, especially early on. Hopefully game pace and just the offense doesn't play them out of the run game in the second half, because I think having that run game in the second half could be huge in terms of just setting a pace and opening up some of those big shots. Um, the running backs, Fontenot and Deion Smith, uh, as I mentioned with the offensive line, they ran well last week, and I think there's going to be opportunities for them to have some big gains this week. It's just a matter of sticking with the run game. Um, we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball, of course. But before we do that, I want to talk about my friends at DraftKings. Football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if your team loses... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. It's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I hope you guys enjoyed last night's NFL game. I certainly did. It was a bit more of a blowout than I was actually expecting with the Bills taking it to the Rams pretty well. I don't know if Stafford's too healthy, guys. Um, that's going to be something to really watch. I mean, he had that elbow issue. That was something that was kind of making noise uh, throughout the offseason in the summer. It just doesn't seem like Stafford's completely healthy to me. We'll see, though. Uh, before we get back to the show, I just want to talk about Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental has been a supporter of DMVR since the very beginning. They've had countless fans and our own staff convert to Green Mountain Dental and never look back. Located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver and Lakewood, uh, Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics, such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth, and everything in between. Tell the team that DNVR Sports sent you and get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. Or if you mention DNVR Sports, you can get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website at GreenMountainDentalGroup.com today. All right, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about the defense. I mean, this is the the matchup that everyone's going to be looking out for, and it's really going to set the tone of this game. Uh, this triple option, of course, is an offense that can they can gash you very quickly, or they can just constrict, like squeeze you like a boa constrictor. And just over time, suck the life out of you with their, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, three, four yard runs that eventually turn into seven, eight, nine, ten yard runs. So it's going to be on the guys up front. The front seven have a huge responsibility in front of them this weekend. Um, you're going to need to see guys on the defensive line. You need guys like Terrence Lang, Naeem Rodman, uh, Jalen Sammy to come up and make some big plays. You know, disrupt the option before it really gets going. Penetrate the backfield and just create some negative plays. Doing that and getting Air Force behind the sticks is always a good recipe to set them up for failure on offense. And the same goes for the guys at linebacker, um, especially the edge players. You know, Guy Thomas, uh, you talk about uh, Quinn Perry, 
Um, and then other guys like Josh Chandler, Semedo, Marvin Ham, and Robert Barnes that might be kind of moving around a bit more. When I spoke to Isaiah Lewis, I asked him actually if he was going to be playing more down in the box or just all over this weekend. Um, he mentioned that he thinks he's going to be playing quite a bit all over the place um, just to give the, the buffs some advantages in terms of numbers in obvious run situations. And then, of course, trying to wait for that dreaded pass play whenever that comes and making sure that they don't go over the top of the buffs. Um, with the triple option, the way I heard it described, I mean, the triple option is very easy as an offense to teach um, and to just grasp on the surface level, but to know it, to know exactly where you have to be, why you're doing it, and to do it every single time, that's what takes time with this offense. And that's what's going to be the biggest adjustment is for this defense. Um, you know, you're going to see the pitch guy, the quarterback guy, um, and the dive. So the dive is going to be mostly handled by those defensive tackles and inside backers. It's going to be those guys on the perimeter, um, those guys at edge. Maybe you see someone like Josh Chandler Semedo. We saw him kind of play a little bit of overhang last week against TCU. Um, not quite in the slot, not quite out of the box. If he plays more of that role, that could potentially pull give Air Force some fits. Um, but you just don't want to get outgapped. Uh, up the middle that's when the dive just starts to gash you um, so having these pitch guys and quarterback guys just be consistent can they always take the quarterback can they always take the pitch guy can they trust their defensive interior to you know round up these dives um, that's it's a lot of trust it's a lot of practice it's a lot of just getting a feel for this offense which make, should make it, of course, difficult for the Buffs. I mean, they didn't prepare for the triple option last week against TCU. And from what I heard, just talking to people amongst the media, it doesn't seem like the Buffs have spent a lot of time practicing against the triple option throughout the summer. Um, we'll see if that was a wise move or not. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. I've got a busy day. I've got, actually got a hard out um, here in just a bit. Uh, thank you all for listening. Before we go, a bit of house cleaning. I said I was going to have a film room on the site today. I don't quite think I'll have enough time to do that. So check out the Twitter. I've got some clips from Air Force um, from last week and from last season uh, at Jake DMVR. Check out the Twitter. We will have some. I will have some highlights up there uh, talking about the triple option and what CU could potentially do to stop them, who they need to worry about. Uh, if you're looking for more pregame content, uh, there's tons of quotes and articles up on the site. Um, and of course, after tomorrow, I, I can't tell you when exactly. I, I got to drive down to Colorado Springs and drive back up. So that's going to throw a little bit of a wrench into things. But at some point tomorrow, it'll be up before you get up on sen Sunday. There will be another podcast detailing the post game. There will probably also be an article talking about what we heard from coach and team leaders after the game. So keep your eyes peeled there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back in just one day's time. You guys are getting three podcasts in a row. It's like the good old days with Hank on the mic. Um, we're trying our best here. So until then, CU's trying their best also. 17 and a half is the number. I don't want to say I'm taking it, but I would recommend. I mean, 17 and a half is so large against a triple option team. I've got faith in CU to pull that out. Until then, though, you guys take care. Scobuffs. Buffs.